This episode of Brian's House is brought to you by Flygrip. If you have an iPhone, an Android, really any smartphone, uh, you'll love this thing. It's the coolest little gadget. It attaches to the back of the phone. You slip two fingers through it and your other hand is free. You can completely navigate with one hand and there's no juggling, no dropping because you're trying to click on something at the very top of the screen or anything. It's, it's so cool. Um, and it doubles as a kickstand. So you can watch my podcast while you're enjoying a cup of ramen noodles. So that's pretty cool. Uh, quick story. And this is a, this is a true story. A uh, guy on the subway in New York was texting the old fashioned way, you know, double thumbs. And the train suddenly came to a stop. He was thrown forward and all the way through the car and hit his head and died instantly right in front of everybody. If he would have had one of these, he would have been texting with one hand and with the other hand, he would have been hanging on to one of those little hangy down loops that you're supposed to hang on to for safety. And he would be alive today. So don't tell me that this is just a cool gadget. This could save your life. Okay, I made that story up, but still, it could have happened. I, I didn't have to tell you that I made it up. So buy one of these things. Go to flygrip.com, use the promotion code BRIAN, B-R-I-A-N, and you will not only get free shipping, but you'll also get a really cool free case for your phone. You're welcome. Today's show is also brought to you by my good friends at adamandeve.com. You know, if you're looking for some tasteful lingerie, uh, pink handcuffs, or something with a bit more edge to it, wow, you will find it at adamandeve.com. And when you do make your order, use the promotion code SIDESHOW, one word, SIDESHOW, and you'll get 50% off just about any item there, plus free shipping. They'll throw in three free DVDs and an extra surprise gift. I don't even know what it is. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's the angled prostate vibrator. So go to adamandeve.com, America's most trusted source for adult products. Isn't that right, baby? Get in the car, let's go to Brian's house. Brian's house. It ain't that far, let's go to Every December, I like to watch the Christmas specials that come on television. I've been doing this since I was a kid, but this year they just seem different to me. Maybe I'm older or more pessimistic, but I was watching Rudolph the other night and I couldn't help but think, when did Santa become such a dick? I'm serious, he walks in the cave, little Rudolph is there on his wobbly legs, he's newborn, and Santa goes, oh, what a shame. His nose is lit up like an Irish drunk. Well, sorry, but that freak will never be on my team. Nice way to break it to the baby Santa. Sweet. Uh, and he's not the only dick at the North Pole. Rudolph's dad is not only a dick, but a chauvinist. He's like, I'm going to go out and look for Rudolph. You does stay here because you're only good for one thing. Okay, two. You bake me some cookies, and when I get home, I want to see you in some deer fishnets.
He does everything but slap her on the ass on the way out of the cave. Uh, the head elf who uh, makes fun of Hermie. Hermie wants to be a dentist, he says, with four Appalachian teeth dangling from his skull. It's like, yeah, nice smile, guy. We don't need a dentist up here, do we? The reindeer coach. Here's another one. We're not going to let Rudolph join in any reindeer games. Now all you bucks, let's hit the showers. Hermie. Hermie should be the hero of this story, but the fact that he wants to be a dentist makes him a dick too. Nobody wants to be a dentist. That is a profession that your mother guilts you into because she's an overbearing bitch. Nobody mentions that Rudolph is named after a Nazi. Why didn't they just call him Heinrich or Adolf? I think my favorite thing of Rudolph is the moral of the story, which is just beautiful. And that is if you're different in any way, you should be made to feel worthless. Unless you can do something heroic or your disability can be used to the boss's advantage. Uh, what else do we have? A Christmas Carol. Okay, there's countless versions of A Christmas Carol, but they all have one thing in common, and that is Tiny Tim is a wank. It doesn't matter which one it is, Tiny is always the little pussy that you want to bitch slap. I find myself rooting for the rickets to take his life before, you know, Scrooge has his big change of heart. Charlie Brown Christmas. There's another one that's so unrealistic. I would like to see Charlie Brown all grown up. You know, sitting in, on a couch in a wife beater with beer, cigarette in his hand. He just knocks the shit out of Lucy because she just won't listen. Um, you know, gives her a reminder burn not to pull the football away next time he tries to kick it. Relax. I do not condone violence against women. I do condone cartoon violence against women, though. Linus with his silky blanket, you know, he's sensitive, soft-spoken, articulate, well-dressed, solves everybody's problems. Come out of the closet, dude. You're not fooling anybody. It's time, okay? It's time. We're with you. We're with you. We'll welcome you here. Just come on out. Even Peppermint Patty got a sex change operation and went on Dancing with the Stars. Frosty the Snowman. How old is Frosty? I don't know. I'm guessing by his voice. 40? So this 40-year-old snowman hops a freight train with a 10-year-old girl and heads out of town. What could possibly go wrong there? They should call it Frosty the Craigslist snowman. What else do we have here? Um, the Grinch. The Grinch who stole Christmas. You gotta love this Munchausen by proxy bullshit here. That's right, I said Munchausen by proxy. Look that shit up. What does this teach the kids? If you steal people's stuff and you give it back, you're a hero. You know, uh, at the end of the show, when the Grinch is at the head of the table and everybody's going, Faru, Fore, I would love for little Cindy Lou Who to stand up on her chair and go, Time out. Time out, everybody. Hang on. Stop singing this Faru shit. Just time out, okay? We're all good citizens here, right? We obey the laws. You know, we pay our taxes. Well, I don't pay taxes because there's no child labor laws in Whoville, so I have to work at the Whoville Hash Factory for 60 cents an hour, but the rest of you bastards are in the 1%. So answer me this. This green bastard sitting at the end of the table takes all of our stuff, our presents, our trees, uh, all of our food, and takes it up to the top of Mount Crumpet, where he's going to dump it off, and he has a change of heart. He finds the Lord. And the reason I say he finds the Lord is because that's the implication. That's what he wants everybody to believe. It's a well-known fact in Hollywood that this guy's a Scientologist. He hasn't found shit, okay? 
So he steals all of our stuff. He steals, basically steals our Christmas from us, steals my innocence, lies to me, and here he is at the head of the table carving the roast beast. Which, by the way, let's be honest, we can call it roast beast, but that's a Lorax. And up until yesterday's slaughter, that was a creature that had some semblance of dignity. So, you know, I may be no more than two and still wet behind the antennas, but I just want you guys to explain to me how this shit works. Because if this were my show, it would be called Lynch the Grinch. Hi. If you're like me, and I know you are, you like to spend Christmas in a woman's sweater, slumped over in a fashion that makes you look like you have breasts. Or you could sit up straight and pretend those words were never spoken. Every Christmas I write a song, and this year I thought I'd do something different and write a poem. You're welcome. Back in the woods, away from the city, lived a miser named Dan and Biff, his pet kitty. He never smiled when he went into town. He just gave a grunt and a sour old frown. Dan never married. He didn't want the hassles of a nagging old wife or kids that were assholes. So he just stayed at home, eating bread and cold honey, darning his socks, counting his money. He didn't care about Santa and flying reindeer or anything else that might rhyme with reindeer. No, Dan was a man who was hard as a brick. Even Dan's mom thought Dan was a dick. He barely noticed when Christmas was near. It was just one more day out of just one more year. Till 1 24th of December came round. The window blew open knocked Dan to the ground. He looked up to see a man with a beard, a red suit, white trim, and a face full of cheer. Santa? Dan asked as he got to his knees. That's right, Santa said. Santa did not sound pleased. Santa said, Dan, you must change your ways. If you don't, you'll pay for it one of these days. Christmas can change you if you'll just let it. Let it into your heart. If you don't, you'll regret it. Dan said, I'm happy the way that I am. And Christmas is just a commercialized scam. How do I know that it's all just a ploy? Because you brought me nothing when I was a boy. I brought you nothing because that I couldn't. The things that you asked for, well, I just shouldn't. You asked me to send all your teachers to heaven and burn down your school when you were just seven. Six naked hookers on one trampoline, a crack pipe, a gun. Dude, you were 13. Santa pleaded his case with wide eyes that were glistening, but Dan wasn't buying it. Dan wasn't listening. I think you're a fake, so don't give me your crap. Go back to the mall where kids pee on your lap. Dan grabbed hold of Santa and said, out you go. Santa let out a groan as his ass hit the snow. That's when Dan saw an elf, so tiny and weak. So he threw him out too and said, get out you freak. 
That's when everything started to shake. Dan fell to his knees and shouted, Earthquake! He huddled and shook in that old wooden shack. Then everything stopped and all turned to black. Dan woke up slowly. He opened one eye to see. There was a nurse over him with some sort of IV. She pulled out a needle, gave him a poke. That's when Dan realized, shit, I've had a stroke. Dan started to cry as the nurse held his hand. He said, Aah! but she didn't understand. Thoughts whizzed through his brain as he lay there in bed. He thought, could this whole thing have been in my head? It had all been so real. Santa must have been there. Well, real or imagined, Dan no longer cared. He felt great remorse and was almost despondent. His body riddled with guilt, at least the half that responded. So he vowed that while he was in therapy, he would give all his money to some charity. He tried to get up, but the nurse said, stay put. You see, while Dan had been unconscious, Biff the cat ate his foot. So be of good spirit when Christmas comes around. Give people a smile when you walk through your town. Spend time every day on good thoughts and reflection. Don't be like Dan, who died of infection. Merry Christmas. There was so much to see.